Welcome back to another episode of Peace Off, brought to you by FantasySkiRacer.com, Shred Optics and Slytech Protection. Will, who's our guest this week? Um, just me and you, man. Oh, I didn't, I didn't properly mentally prepare myself for being featured. Yeah, you're featured, I'm featured, let's do this. You know, I often feel like my voice isn't heard enough on this show, so this might be my coming out week. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, it was a fun, <laughs> fun, fun weekend of racing uh, last weekend. I mean, let's just give a round of applause for Loren Ross. Gotta love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's four starts in a row for her um, in the top in the top ten, and this time she found the podium for third time in her career. I want to say third. Yeah, you can. I I don't know. Could be second. Yeah, but I think it's third. Um, Either way. It, what an epic showing. What an epic end of the season she's had. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, it just goes to show you what we were talking about with Nyman uh, the week before and uh, just kind of hanging in there. Um, you know, that's it's a battle of attrition out there. I mean, we saw it with Pinnerolt this weekend as well, and that's pretty friggin' awesome too. Yeah, Pinnerolt skiing. Oh, man. But I think uh, the other thing you have to touch on in the women's side in Andorra was – uh, the bummer of seeing another big name go down in Lindsey Vaughn. Yeah. And with that name going down, the overall race for the women's globe, overall title, um, kind of got boring there. It's, hey, Goot, here you go. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, Goot's the biggest name left in the women's field right now. And it's, it's funny because it, she's... If you look at her results, they're kind of sporadic. I mean, she's in inside the top 10, top 15 at every race, but... I mean, she's not always winning. She's not always on the podium. And I think the middle of the season, she kind of hit her stride, and you started seeing her face up there um, a little bit more often. You know, Jansrud, for instance, you know, he's in. He's got a, a good he's, – he's he's up there in the standings, yet, you know, he's like pulling eighth, eighths and tenths right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you just – you got it. it's it's a battle of, uh, of staying on it and staying staying on the World Cup season and being able to collect your points and pick your spots, uh, staying positive within your skiing and then you know popping those races when you can and she's done a great job of it. But it's just a bummer to see Lindsay go down um, and the excitement of that title race kind of just taken away from us a little bit. Um, yeah, for it, sure th- for me. But the the positive of of Loren absolutely ripping. Um, this this weekend, uh, this last weekend, and uh, and her skiing going into the end of the season has been has been rad. And then on the men's side, dude, Pinnerel on yeah. that hill, that was so cool. And you can see that it may have taken look at it, it's taken him quite a while, I think, to dial in his setup on on those heads. Yeah, and he's done it. And now he's entering. What a good time to peak in your GS skiing with four, what four GS races in ten days or something like that on the World Cup, so you get two more starting tomorrow here in Kronskogora um, and and really pushing for it. But it's going to be really hard for Hersher to lose the GS title um, with the start of the season he's had. So um, that race is, I mean, kind of over as well. Uh, yeah, Chris, title race. Christopherson, I mean, uh, Hersher has really got to blow it yeah. for, for, for Le- uh, Lexi to get in there. But um, you talk about like him getting dialed on the head setup, and I feel like... We've been waiting a long time for him to get dialed in general. Um, I know equipment switch is a part of the game uh, for him. But, you know, this is a guy who's, you know, Hersher emerged on the scene. Christofferson emerged on the scene. You watch this two, three-year 
more like two year kind of process of, all right, I think I get this. Here's some early success. Still kind of patchy. Okay, okay. And then boom, here I am. I'm arrived. And I still feel like I'm waiting for Pinnerel to just be that like owning titles and owning wins. And it's, it's, and it, cause it's not like I, I'd argue it like, okay, you know, it's not, it's maybe just not that easy because there's still a lot of great men's skiers out there, but he's one of them here. No, but I think what I get what you're saying, but in my opinion, if you look at Pinnerel's career, I mean, it's not like he's always in third place. He's always in fifth place. He's, he's, he's teetering back and forth yeah, quite and, a bit. And, and I guess to my point, like he's had, <laughs> Dude, he's had to go up against two of the best tech skiers of all time. You know, he he went up. He's going up against Ted Ligeti in GS when he's you know at his peak. He's going up against um, now Hersher at his peak. Mm-hmm. And these guys aren't just like uh, pretty good World Cup skiers or great World Cup skiers. They're two of the best World Cup tech skiers we have ever seen. Oh, and yes. so and so it's like Pinnerol, who's epic has had to raise his game even far further. Um, and, you know, I still have said this for years. Hersher has left the door open in his slalom skiing because I don't think he makes the fastest slalom turn. Mm-hmm. And you can see this season that Christofferson um, has been able to dial that in, and he's better, and he's straight up better. But in GS, it's a different story. Ted and Hersher the past, you know, three, five years have been that elite and good and the door hasn't been left open and for Pinnerolt to go and win ski races in those years he had to be unbelievable mm-hmm. and uh and and it's pushed his skiing so I think you know yeah you wait for it I've I'm, I'm with you you're like man why isn't this guy actually winning all the time because he's that good right um and now now you saw him this last weekend pop back to back what is his third GS win in a row yeah and um and but at the same time, I'm I'm still still sitting here thinking, man, he's just gotten he's just hit an era of just unbelievable GS skiing, uh, and it'll be fun to see when Ted gets back healthy and these guys really start to battle it out. Um, watching GS World Cup races for the men's side these next couple of years are going to be damn exciting. Absolutely, you know, and there's a lot of there's a lot of depth in that uh, talent pool, um, you know, young guys, older guys, um, and we see that. Uh, that this day in, in in the sport, even though it's the the intensity is super high and the level of fitness and ability is super high, but at the same time, guys are in the sport later in life. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you you're still winning races in your thirties, whether or not they're tech or speed. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And um, yeah, it's just been fun. And then watching, uh, man, the Norwegians. They, how are they so deep, dude? Well, was it Ted when one goes out another one just fills the space yeah. I mean and it's cool to see Kilday because like you know you won you know much like like we've said about American ski racing in the past like you know Norwegians and speed especially you know they're two injuries away from not being anything but now they're three so yeah it, it, and this is this kid's a talent dude like watching him ski oh my god he can ski GS as well you know we've seen we've seen good GS runs out of him too, but um, the the kid the kid's legit and he's young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so great for their federation too, because you know Spindall came around at a time where he was a young guy with Shus and Omot kind of on their way out, and you know you just want like youth feeding off those vibes and getting what they're supposed to get out of being around people like that. So you know 
you can continue the tradition. Yeah, 100%. And, and looking into this weekend, um, go, we're going to Kronska for the men. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's one of my favorite hills in the world. I think uh, by the time people listen to this uh, podcast, uh, the, the first race will have already been taken off. Yeah, but, but the... Um, the town's awesome. It's my favorite pizza spot on tour. Is actually in Kronzigora. <laughs> um, comfort food. Comfort food. This, this the guy's so nice too. He always he always he remembers my laugh. So he's like, ha ha, Willie, ha, ha, you're back, you're back, huh? So no, like the, the it's a it's a hidden gem. So, yeah. Um, but uh, it, the town's fun, and, and it go, they they like their ski racing there. But um, the hill itself is really cool, jazz hill, and a really cool solemn hill. Um, and they usually do a, an epic job of prepping it. Um, it's more spring conditions. Um, you can see some guys, you know, really punch it in their second runs, um, taking advantage of, of starting early in the second mm-hmm. run, specifically in slalom, because that little shelf builds because of the, the warming temps. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll, it'll jumble up some people's top tens. I think it usually does there. You'll see, uh, you'll see different guys popping into the top ten that you haven't seen most of the year. Um, and in, in GS, it's kind of been a race that Ted's won a ton of times in a row. Yeah. And I believe that streak got taken from him last year. Uh, I think Hersher won. Um, but so it'll be interesting to see uh, this Pinneril connection. Pinneril's been on the podium there. Um, yeah, and Cross Kagora is a relentless GS yeah. as well. So, you know, coming out of Hinterstoder, where that's a techie GS, he's got to be feeling pretty good vibes right now. Yeah, you come out of the starting gate at Kronsky and it's, it's steep right out of the start, and then it goes into the, the middle where it flattens out, but it has these rolls in this terrain, right. and, then it, and then it drops off and slowly rolls steeper and steeper into the pitch. Um, and that transition there is kind of awkward, specifically in slalom, mm-hmm. um, but in GS it is awkward as well. Uh, so it's a it's a fun it's a fun hill it's a cool environment um, and they put on a great race uh, and they have for years so it, I, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen and and you look at the title races usually you get to Kronska and you're like whoa this is tight like right. I remember a couple years ago Andre Mir trying to hold out Hersher for the slalom title um, and and stuff like that and, and this year it's kind of like well let's just go watch Kronska and see who wins because most of the titles unless these guys you know. DNF twice and someone wins twice is they're kind of locked up. Oh yeah, big time. Um, you know, uh, luckily going into this weekend, Spindal still has his overall going on, yeah. but that's those points are are uh, or can be counted on one hand nearly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that you got to you got to take away you got to take that out of your expectation. You got to take away this these title races out of your out of the notion in your head because. It's just not a that's not a player in the game, and I think you know, kind of like with Pinnerol, kind of like with watching Ross right now. You're looking for who's who's got it in the tank right now. Who's going to show us what they got at this moment in time? Yeah, and, and the Americans have had a lot of success in, in Kronskagora before, um, specifically like guys, you know, breaking through for the first times there, um, and, and and so you see, I mean, Tommy's not going to break through for the first time, but. He's had success in Kronska. He's made mm-hmm. the flip. I want to say like three years in Kronska and GS. Um, so he's had he's had good races. Jets had a lot of good first runs in Kronska. Um, so we'll see we'll see what happens there with two. Jets GS had races. a lot of good first runs in general. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, and then Chudunsky, you know, trying to get back in the GS points for sure. But then when we go to the, we go to the slalom side of things, it really stacks up for skiers like Tim Kelly. 
Um, you come out of the, sl- the start gate, and it is it, it, there's a pitch, but it's one of those ones you can kind of really lace and lay into most of the time. And then you kind of build into your run uh, through those top rolls and flats. Um, and then, you know, you get to the bottom pitch and, and, and you're already kind of, you know how the snow conditions feel on your foot and you can really let it rip. Mm-hmm. And I think for Timmy, that's a really, really good feeling. He needs a good feeling on a start. Not that he doesn't need it, but it helps his skiing. Sure. And so I could see him pop a result there and, uh, I'm excited to watch him, watch him rip there. And then, uh, you know, Ankeny closing out the year with another, another, uh, top 30 would be epic. And, mm-hmm. um, Daver has had a lot of good races at Kronska. So, yep. Uh, it's going to be an exciting weekend for the guys. Yeah, totally, for sure. Uh, and and I, I'm totally on board with you, especially with uh, Chowder and Ankeny, and, and Timmy for that matter, because you know, we believe in those guys quite a bit. Um, they've had high-level talent for quite some time shown that. So um, you just got to believe it, that, that this could be a period of time where they, they do something with it. Yeah, for you sure. Know? And you know, it might be nice to, for those guys to, to pop in a couple results to see if they can get into those. In the St. Moritz there, I mean, you know, it's not totally out of the question. Um, you know, the points drop off so quickly that, you know, you throw in a couple of decent or a, a decent a decent run in there and you could find yourself there. Yeah, I mean, they got a probably top five is my guess for Timmy. I'm going to go at least top 10. But yeah, I mean, it's it's I mean, outside of the top 15, it just starts. It's just it's like, you know, counting cards. But uh, and then the, the women are in Yasna. Correct? Yeah, tell me about Yasna. I know nothing. Dude, I, I've raced the Europa Cup race there, uh, I want to say, I don't know, nine years ago? A, a while ago. I was young. And I remember flying into Munich, um, getting into Munich about 10 a.m., and a Warner Nickerson, a guest a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> he wasn't on the ski team, but we were all going to this race, and I hopped in the car with him. And me and Warner drove for like, I don't know, 10 straight hours. And got like into Slovakia, and then that well, we weren't even close to Jasna yet. I mean, it is out there, dude. It really? Is, yeah, it's far out there. Um, and then you know we show up to the race, and the race feels pretty rad, but it's really moderate. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's not it's not very. I, I mean, it was a long time ago, but it wasn't very steep. Um, but it, it was really fun. They did a really good job of prepping the hill. Um, there's a nice hotel right on the right on the ski ski hills so it's nice always being skiing ski out most the mm-hmm. whole i think the whole tour stays in the same hotel oh cool yeah and uh yeah and it's a it, it's a fun atmosphere but it's it's a really moderate hill and i think um it'll be interesting it'll be fun to watch michaela um you know see her gs skiing again yeah right um and then also see uh see her slalom skiing on that i think she could just lace her slalom it could be really pretty Absolutely. Um, I have to believe, especially after, uh, you know, was it two weeks ago that she got that win? And I mean, yeah, she went and skied a super combined, but she's been getting a lot of training between now and then. Yeah. You know, that's and that's only going to help the cause. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see. Um, I mean, I guess the, the women's GS title race is still like that's the one that's that's fun to watch right now. This For weekend. sure. Yeah. Um, uh, with Brim and Ra- Ravensburg. Kind of battling it out there, and um, but then you know Megan McJames, seeing if she can pop in again. Megan McJames, McJames, um, but the the you know the talent the talent's there for those girls, and the hill the hill will be will be a charger, that's for sure. Well, that's always fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, and James, I got one more thing I got to say. Well, I'm not going to stop you. Eric Arvidsson 
in the men's team at World Juniors in that downhill. How cool was that? You know, world Eric Arvison, World Junior downhill champion. Hashtag uh, still trending. Hashtag still trending. A couple days ago, um, that was that was pretty magical to see. And uh, and then uh, you know you got you got Moose there in fourth, and and, and Duffy in the top ten. I think it's four guys in the top ten. And those dudes to to rip and and represent like that on on a big stage uh just hats off to him i'm really happy and and world juniors is like a cool cool moment um you know coming up through the system and i was i always dreamed of winning a championship so i can't i can't fathom what uh what arvidson's feeling right now he's got to be on a high absolutely and he deserves it too i mean that's a group that's worked really hard I, i was fortunate enough to be able to do an article with those guys last year um with Dvorak and Duffy and, and Arvidsson and just kind of really get inside their heads and, and talking to them about the tragic season they had last year. And um, that's a group of guys that sticks together. And I know that's part of Pelkey's MO. Yeah. I know um, that's a big reason why J.J. Johnson's so um, involved with that group as well. I mean, those guys, it's a pretty neat vibe where they are all feeding off each other and, and using one another to fuel the whole, the whole fire. Um, kind of operating on their own island there, yeah. the squadron. The squadron, but hats off to them. Uh, it, it was pretty cool to see, and uh, I'm stoked. So the future of American downhill is, is bright, that's for sure. I feel good about it, although uh, I will say that, um, you know, Steve Nyman was a World Junior Slalom title winner, so, uh, you know, anything's possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tomba started off as a speed skier, if my memory serves me correctly yeah, so you, as well. So you really have no clue where they're going, but it was it was still sweet. Hey, you know, it's just like uh, once you see the level, then, yeah. then it just kind of carries over, I suppose, right? <laughs> yeah, so... Wicked. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Pieced Off with Will and Taco, brought to you by FantasySkiRacer.com, Shred Optics and Slide Tech Protection. I'm Taco. And I'm Will. Have a great racing weekend, everyone.